Hello authors, I'm Joanne Morell, children's and young adult fiction writer and author of short non-fiction for authors. Thanks for joining me for the Hybrid Author Podcast, sharing interviews from industry professionals to help you forge a career as a hybrid author, both independently and traditionally publishing your books. You can get the show notes for each episode and sign up for your free author pass over at the Hybrid Author website to discover your writing process, get tips on how to publish productively, and get comfortable promoting your books at www.hybridauthor.com.au. Let's crack on with the episode. Hello authors, I hope you're all staying nice and warm and dry, those of you who live in Australia, because as you know it feels like and has been I think one of the wettest winters we've ever experienced in Australia to date, well it has in Perth anyway, and welcome to those of you in other countries listening. So today I'm doing something a little different from the other episodes I've put out so far and that's partially to do with some technical issues I faced yesterday with a particular file for a podcast interview I conducted and that was the one I was going to release. I'm currently having that reconciled and I will definitely be sharing that interview with you hopefully in the next installment. So instead of putting out another interview I thought I would do a little personal episode and share some of my experiences with you about author fears and how to overcome them. Now this is a book I have written, it's a non-fiction based book for writers and it's based off the emotional ride I've gone through since embarking on having a writing career and I wanted to share it because it's a part of being a writer and I know many authors go through it and it never goes away over time, it's not something that just disappears, Um, it's something that's quite normal to face as an author and something that you can learn to understand and effectively use and and even turn it into something good to fuel your creative endeavours. The specific chapters of the book I'm going to touch upon are the bits about my personal experience and on topics such as confidence fears, specifically calling yourself an author, calling yourself a writer, being judged by others, so putting yourself and your work out there for others to form an opinion and or judge you on, wasting time in an unknown future, you know, writing a book takes time, so what are you receiving for that time? Being rejected by publishers, your peers and unsupportive people which is the people around you who hold a negative view on your writing and author career and they think you know you're wasting your time and it's uh, really just touching upon that because that can be quite hard to deal with. So I hope some of what I talk about today resonates with you and enjoy the episode. So in my experience, when I first started writing, I joined a writer's group to learn more about the art of writing. I attended workshops and events, and then I started a writing degree. In my first year of university, I independently published a children's book, middle grade. I had artwork commissioned, and whilst it was a good product, I didn't have it professionally edited. When self-editing, I remember reading over parts of the writing that simply didn't sit right with me. Impatient to publish, I pushed it out there anyway, despite those initial gut feelings. Friends and family bought my book immediately, and I was horrified. I remember barking at my parents because they shared an email with their friend to say I'd written a book. They were so proud of what I had achieved, but I just felt mortified. What I was dealing with was self-doubt. 
I searched for answers to self-doubt and how to overcome it. I learned a great deal about self-doubt and as a result, Author Fears was born. When you've achieved something as big as having written and published a novel, telling people who are eager to know about it, oh, it's crap, don't buy it, is counterproductive. This is how I handled questions about my book, very negatively. I was shy and I couldn't get behind my work because I had major self-doubt, worrying about what people thought of me in my writing. It's a tough thing putting yourself out there for others to judge, and so I've included a section devoted entirely to self-doubt. The lessons I learned from publishing that middle grade book early on have been invaluable to me in my career to date. I'm grateful I accomplished it, and even though I experienced crippling fear, I learned some pretty valuable lessons as well. These being, I will always have my work professionally edited. Even if something, especially if something doesn't sit right with my gut, I will rewrite it and rewrite it again until it does. To be proud of my achievements and not to be too hard on myself. I've taken great care with each of my novels ever since publishing this middle grade book so I can be confident and positive when asked about them. I do this by ensuring every element of my work is the best it can be, and this all comes with experience. The main reason I decided to write author fears and how to overcome them is because of the many invisible and unpredictable feelings that arise in writing that novice writers generally aren't aware of until it happens to them, and it just comes out of nowhere sometimes. I wanted to write these fears and write about possible outcomes to overcome them because as many of you know, or many of you will know, as your writing career progresses, different fears arise over time. So I'm hoping this book will prepare you in some way for the possibility of these fears invading your writing space and offer up tips on how you might go about dealing with them and effectively telling them to bugger off. Much of the author fears book cross-sections into one another, so I've divided up the chapters in the book into areas where I feel that the fears dominate the most. So as I said, we'll be touching on a couple of those. The first one being confidence fears. So confidence fears, the author fear here is what I'm talking about, is calling yourself an author or calling yourself a writer. The meaning of that is this is a name given to someone by right of attainment. If you're not, you're new to this, it can feel very uncomfortable in the beginning to call yourself an author or a writer. So how people can kind of get comfortable with this is you can add an adjective and call yourself aspiring. And that gives people an understanding that you're working on being an author. And it might make you feel a bit more comfortable to then drop it eventually to say, you know, I'm, the, I'm an author. I am a writer. You are a writer if you write for a living. You are an author if you have written a work. It doesn't matter who has seen this work or who has bought it. You wrote the words, therefore you are the author. Writing a book, as many of you know or will um, are about to embark on finding out, writing a book, it's no mean feat. It, it's, it's a lot of hard work. It's something to be proud of. To remember to own these titles. Own them after you feel comfortable too because they represent, they're a representation of all the hard work you've put in to become what these titles, they mean. Next up is being judged by others. So the author fear here is being judged by others, putting yourself out there to be judged upon. Judged means to form a judgment or opinion. And the tips I offer up in the book to overcome this fear, briefly talk, talk about in a couple of other sections, but unfortunately, if you want to be a writer, you want to be an author, this fear, being judged by others, is unavoidable in the business and in any creative outlet for that matter. Your work is created and you put it out there to 
to be, if that's what you're going to do, of course, put it out there to be perceived by the public. So people who engage with your work will ultimately form an opinion. And these judgments can be good or bad, or they could be both. And you need to learn to be fine with that, because that what that's what comes with the territory of being a writer and an author. It's putting yourself out there for others to judge. And I think we need to understand that not everybody's going to love our work. Not everybody's going to like it. Everybody has different tastes. And that's what makes for an interesting discussion. And I think that we need to appreciate that. Some of the fears I feel about putting out this episode is what if, you know, people think I sound stupid, don't know what I'm talking about worried about what people will say about it, all sorts of things, but I'm going to put it out there and maybe it will resonate with people. I followed a conversation thread on Twitter, I think this was quite a few years back, and it was with a rather well-known young adult author, and they had received a review of their novel from an adult who had dubbed the book too juvenile. And this annoyed the author as the book was and is aimed at, aimed at a younger audience. So their concern was the review might deter from younger readers wanting to read it as the book had added and deemed it juvenile. So therefore, a young person might think, well, you know, I'm not juvenile so I'm not going to read it. I think what we need to remember here in that instance is that sometimes you will be judged unfairly and not necessarily by your target audience, the people who you wrote the book for effectively, but just expect to be judged when you put your work out there and embrace the judgments. Work through them and move on and just keep writing. Write some more and remember that everybody has their own opinion. Everyone has different tastes and they'll always keep keep writing. Even this uh, this little personal episode, someone's going to say, well, they'll have an opinion about it. They maybe didn't like it as much as what they like the past episodes I've done with interviews with other people, but you know, that's okay. Wasting time in an unknown future. So the author fear here is future. You be- you're worried about that, that you're, you, you, the future's unknown and you're wasting time. So this effectively is uncertain, which means not clearly or just precisely determined. Indefinite unknown. So writing a book takes time and it takes effort and dedication and buckets of hard work. And depending on what outcome you are hoping to achieve, let's take a look at this from a professional avenue, because I'd say most people listening to the podcast are looking to have a professional author career in their future. So it's your time in exchange for an uncertain future as an author. I guess you need to be asking yourself whether is this writing, being an author, worth your time and effort. As many authors mention, the financial gains are not worth the return on investment, ROI, for the amount of work that they put in. The difference being, they love the work, and this outweighs the financial rewards, so they do it anyway. I want to write books for a living, and I want to make money from that. So I consider authorship a career. I love it, but I'm not solely doing it because I love it. It is hard work, and it's more than just a hobby but it's what I want to do with my time 24 seven. And to do that, I have to earn a living from it. So it may be 10 books, 20 books down the track before I'm earning the type of income I require to financially support my family, which is one of my goals, but I'm in this for as long as it takes because this is what I know I want to do with my life. So the tip I offer up in the book is that when you're starting out as a writer, the future can feel quite uncertain in the beginning, but it won't feel that way forever once you have a clear understanding of what it is you want to achieve, what it is you're going to do. And if you just stick with it and keep writing, there are many individuals out there earning a fabulous living from their writing and you can definitely be one of them.
being rejected. So the author fear is being rejected. And reject means to refuse to have, take, or recognize. So unlike most of the fears in author fears and how to overcome them, rejection is one fear that you can almost guarantee that you will be up against if you want to have a career as a writer. None of us want to be rejected, and who knows, you might not be. If you independently publish, you don't have to be rejected time and time again. You have the option to take your publishing efforts into your control. So you can put your books out there and you're not going to be told by a publisher, no, hey, that's we're not interested in publishing that you can put it out yourself but you can almost feel rejected I suppose if your books don't sell or they don't sell well that can feel like a bit of rejection on that part but if you are choosing the traditional publishing path uh, where rejection is almost a given the tip I offer to you is to change the word rejection and don't think of a publisher saying no to your work as a rejection but instead refer to it as a not at this time because it's very easy for us to take rejection to heart and some of us can even think our work is rubbish or we're not good enough and we really take it personally but in reality publishers receive a massive number of manuscripts each week that in this industry is fierce it's competitive which shouldn't deter you by any means it should fuel you to go after what you want harder and faster than ever before publishers only have a certain number of books that they can accept in a particular genre so they also have and they also have to look after the author list they have already established so the authors they already have working for them as well so it would do us well to remember a rejection from a publisher could be because your story is too similar to something they've just produced and it isn't quite ready for them to take on another work like that they also have to look at your manuscript as a whole and consider how much work your book needs, editing wise, and whether they have enough time in their schedule to produce it. I have heard from a publisher before on a publisher panel, and that was something that she had said. Uh, sometimes their schedule is very full, and when they're reviewing new works, they need to look at the state of the manuscript. And if it's something that's quite doesn't need heaps of work and they love it, then they'll take that on. If it's something that they need to work on a lot more and they don't have the time, then that can be one of the reasons why they reject it. So remember when you receive, when or if you you receive a rejection, realize many factors come into play. It's not always about the work not being good enough. It's many more things. And remember with each no, you are one step closer to a yes. So don't take it personally. Just because it's a not right now doesn't mean it's a never. And finally, we come to unsupportive people, which I define a discourage, to cause, to lose spirit or courage, dishearten. So unsupportive people can be anyone in your life, a person at work or someone closer to home, such as a family member or a friend. It's difficult to deal with someone who has a negative view on your life. And it's especially tough when it's a loved one who's putting down the things you are proud of or trying to achieve, as it's these people in your life you need support from the most. In majority of cases, this behaviour from a close, unsupportive person is unintentional, whilst in others, it stems from jealousy. So I found it's mainly because these people don't understand what it is you are doing or why you are investing so much of your time into something that you have no idea of the outcome. Now, this is really mainly for emerging authors and writers who don't have a backlist or a career built up that people can see. What that, well, that's why they're doing it, because they've, they love it and they've sold many books or something. So these unsupportive people they may not be creative themselves and therefore they don't understand what it takes to produce a work the time the effort the craziness the emotional roller coaster and above all the love and fulfillment for what we do 
The unsupportive person in your life may only see your frustrations, which can often appear to outweigh the good times. When first starting out in your writing career, you can come up against things that are very frustrating. You know, how long it takes to write the work, to get it perfect, then how long it takes if you're going down the uh, traditional publishing route, how long it takes a publisher to get back to you with a rejection or an acceptance. And these things can be quite frustrating. So what these people will definitely notice is the time taken away from you being with them. They might become resentful. They might have their own fears about your success with your writing and worry about being left behind if you hit the big time. Occupations such as a novelist or screenwriter host fantastic reputations. People believe these professions to be glamorous and whilst they may appear that way on the surface, what individuals don't see is the isolation, the mundane tasks and hard work required to fulfil the role. It takes dedication, determination, discipline and buckets of patience lying in wait for the pale. So if you're trying to make a career from your writing, the time, the money, the heartache and effort sometimes doesn't match up to the outcomes in the eyes of the unsupported person. It can be very frustrating to deal with unsupported people, especially when it's their support and understanding and enthusiasm that you want and need the most. They are your inner circle, your nearest and dearest, and they are who matter in your life. And if your writing matters greatly to you, it will hurt when both your writing and your important but unsupportive person collide. So you can get unsupportive people, but you can also get unintentionally unsupportive people. So what you can do with an unintentional unsupportive person is a conversation needs to take place regarding how their actions are affecting you. You need to make them aware of what they do and how it makes you feel. There's no point in trying to make them understand if they don't. You can only voice your opinion, explain what you are doing in depth and what it means to you and demonstrate how it hurts you when they are not being supportive. As long as your author aspirations are not draining your family's time and finances, then there's absolutely no reason these people should be unsupportive towards you. If writing is what you want to do with your life and you're continuing with what's required of you professionally and personally outside of writing, then there should be no problem at all. Some family members might be cold at the prospect of you having a passion or the enthusiasm and drive to go after your, your ambitions. There might be a possibility they've never had the courage to chase their dreams and what they effectively believe that you're chasing is a pipe dream. Some of the common misgivings from unsupportive people that you could hear is, you know, it's it's not worth the time and effort you've put in. You've spent more than you'll ever make so far. You're wasting your time. So I'll finish up by just adding in some some of what I believe are the traits to succeed in, in the author career. And the first one is so don't stop writing. Don't stop writing. Instead, trust that your hard work and efforts will come together, pay off, and everything you've ever wanted will emerge. Even if it's not what you originally planned, you might gain much more in return than you ever imagined possible. So acknowledge and celebrate every step of your author adventure, whether it's starting the book, reaching midway, finding your writing process, finishing the book, publishing the book, promoting the book. Celebrate every step. Reflect. Focus on what you have done up to the point that you're at in your author adventure. It, it, it will do you good to look back and see how far you've come. Trust. Some of the mindsets in this book are all a part of the process and you just need to trust. It could well be that you start the work, you freak out. You finish the work, you freak out. 
You release the work, you freak out. You repeat the process and freak out. End of story. In the face of fear, just trust. Your books will all come together in the end because they do. So how many times have you said to your, said to yourself that your writing's crap or you've shied away from calling yourself an author? Take comfort in knowing your author fears are valid and that other writers feel the same way you do but are not letting fear stop them from putting themselves out there. We're all feeling this fear but we're doing what we love anyway and you can too. What's hard is that a lot of writers develop the kind of fears that I talk about in author fears and how to overcome them and then they use them as reasons not to advance in their writing career. So the book touches upon confidence fears, comparisonitis, exposing yourself, if your life will change, lacking motivation, feeling like a fraud, inadequacy, being judged by others, looking stupid and you will never make it as an author. It also touches upon genre fears. So if you write in a specific area, children's fiction, historical fiction, horror, memoir, non-fiction, romance, and some of the fears people have when they write for these genres. Craft fears, criticism, defamation, my book is too short, lack of talent, originality, plagiarism, being rejected, which we touched on, running out of ideas, self-publishing snobbery. I write a little bit about mental health in writers as someone who struggles with anxiety in the past and a touch of depression, physical fears, money, unsupported people, responsibilities and time. So I hope that you got something out of this episode. If you did, you can leave me a review on whichever platform you listen to and I will definitely have that other interview ready for you next week. Thank you to everybody who's listened to the podcast so far. It really means so much to me and for everybody who has told me they've got something out of it or left me a review. Thank you very much. So for the month of August, I'm giving away a free author fears and how to overcome them ebook in exchange for a review left on Amazon. So if that's something you would like to be a part of, then please email me, Joanne, at joanne at hybridauthor.com.au and I will forward you your free author fears and how to overcome them ebook in exchange for a small review. It doesn't have to be anything big, a couple of sentences to say how you found the book, if it was useful to your author adventure or if there was things that you didn't like about it. That would be amazing. Thank you. That's the end for now, authors. I hope you are further forward in your author adventure after listening and I hope you'll listen next time. Remember to head on over to the Hybrid Author website at www.hybridauthor.com.au to get your free author pass. It's bye for now.